This is The Playbook. I speak around the world trying to empower people to make a lot of money, help a lot of people, and have a lot of fun. And one of the lessons I've learned about going to conferences like this is there's two types of people in the audience. Those who sit there with their arms crossed writing down nothing and those who write down everything. And both of those types of people get the same amount out of a speech. One of the lessons I've learned about lessons is that the best thing to do is to write down or reposit lessons that resonate with you. Don't write down everything, don't write down nothing, but if something resonates with you, it's an indicator to raise your awareness that that may be important to you. Intuition has no logic or reason or analysis tied to it other than raising your awareness. So as you're here at the show, make sure you're repositing the lessons that resonate with you and maybe even create a system to access it. As I get into Web 1.0, 2.0, and 3.0 and the lessons learned, one of the greatest lessons that I've learned is there's three capabilities of the web, and that's where the money's made. It's also where the money's lost. The, the first capability of the web is simply in hardware. Most challenging part of the web is hardware because we never know uh, where and how uh, it's going to be marketed and distributed, and there's so much competition, especially within the context of our own business and time. So most people may think they know who the biggest competitor, for example, to App Apple's hardware is. Well, it's actually Apple, unless some of you have an iPhone 4 on you. Uh, Apple has to contend not only with everyone else in the hardware space, but they have to compete against themselves. So hardware's the first way we can monetize the web. Historically, with web one, two, 2.5, and you'll find out in three, there'll be some big players in the hardware space. Most of the players in the hardware space today won't be around just like they aren't uh, around from web one. The second area is accessibility or application. Uh, and application is the second area in which you can monetize the web. Uh, and this area has always been the creative area this is the most uh, biggest area of longevity, so that's why you'll see tons of different platforms that existed in Web 1. They'll be the leaders in Web 3, just like they were in, were in 2. So if you're looking to understand the future of the web, hardware with this timing and risk tolerance, applications, software, and then finally, connectivity. And connectivity to me is the most interesting because it allows us to understand the timing and risk tolerance involved in Web 2.5 or Web 3.0. What do I mean by that? Connectivity is a matter of energy. The connectivity is how a community connects to one another via the hardware and the software or the applications or access that they have. Three characteristics of energy or connectivity are critical in understanding how to monetize the web. One. Energy aggregates on itself. So if we understand energy aggregates on itself, then we'll understand how a community is formed, how inertia and momentum is formed, and how certain investments may be over or underestimated because of the energy or connectivity of the hardware and the software or the access that you have. And so you'll see bubbles created because of the connectivity in Web 1, right? I mean, Web 1, when I started with it in 1992, 
uh, out of law school. I told my mom I wasn't going to be an oil and gas litigator. I was going to work in the internet. My mom literally told me the internet's a fad. It'll never last. What are you doing? Be a real lawyer. Make some money. I actually got to present. I was uh, blessed to be an executive with a company called Westlaw, which in 1992, I got to present to the Supreme Court of the United States. And Justice Scalia told me when I presented Westlaw to the Supreme Court, he said, excuse me, son. He said, nobody will ever be able to do research on the internet. You need books. This is a matter of connectivity. It's not a matter of hardware or software. It's a matter of understanding how energy aggregates on itself and when energy first starts or connectivity first starts or the marketing and branding of technology starts, it starts to aggregate. And sometimes the biggest leaders are going to be the ones that are resisting the aggregation of the new forms of connectivity. How we connect to information, how we connect to one another, how we connect to sports and entertainment, whatever it may be. So to understand the first characteristic of energy, aggregation, is critical in understanding connectivity. The second characteristic of energy is the one that creates the market and the acceleration in the market, and it's the compounding effect. You'll see this with Silicon Valley Bank. The energy and connectivity of that bank will start to compound or exponentially accelerate that business and those businesses in a different direction. And that's where two simple business factors come about. Oversold, overbought. That's how simple business is, and that's why one of the lessons of one, two, and three of the web is that things, when they compound on themselves, they get overbought or oversold. And if anyone has an historical analysis of business, that's where the margins of millionaires are made when things are overbought and oversold. And if you can be aware of and recognize when things are overbought or oversold, you can create extraordinary legacy wealth for yourself. Extraordinary wealth. We used to say it was the margins of millionaires. I would almost venture to say through this next five to seven years, it'll be the margin of billionaires. Those people that have prepared for what's gonna be oversold. Right, we've overbought the technology, now we're overselling the technology. And that's why you end up with a situation like the, pre, uh, the, the speaker who was up here before with all those great brands that were overbought and then oversold. That's the second characteristic of energy. So it aggregates and compounds. Here's the scary one. The third characteristic of energy is acceleration. Things keep happening faster and faster. So think about it in terms of how we're monetizing or making money, helping people, and having fun, which is what Web 1, Web 2, and Web 3 really provide you. If they accelerate faster and faster, then it's more difficult to make the decision or have the awareness of when things are overbought and oversold because they get overbought so quickly and they get, unfortunately, oversold even quicker. So it's really important to, number one, understand the three different assets or investor or business models within web, which is hardware, software access, or connectivity. But the most interesting one when it comes to investing, your time, value, emotion, energy, is in the connectivity because it carries the three characteristics of energy, which is aggregation, compounding, gives you exponential results, and acceleration.
And so if we look at, instead of the collectability of technology, we look at the capability of technology, and you'll see this within blockchain and crypto, so many people got caught up in the collectability, the emotional aspect instead of the credibility or the capability of the technology itself. And if we can stay within the context of understanding that credibility by putting a quantitative value that we can articulate to it, whether it be hardware, software access, or connectivity, the margins of millionaires, or hopefully the margins of billionaires, can be anyone's. And if we look at Web 2, so I talked about Web 1 when my mom told me the internet was a fad, Justice Scalia said nobody will ever do research on the internet. I was CEO of Samsung's phone division before I got into sports. In fact, the reason I was hired to run the most notable sports agency in the world was not because I was a lawyer, because I'm not really a great lawyer. It was not because I understood the business of sports. It was because I understood technology. And it was interesting, when I ran Samsung's phone division, we had the world's, in 1999, the world's first convergence device. Anybody know what a convergence device is? It's something that converges a laptop and a phone into one. We call them smartphones today. And it was a Windows CE device. I don't think anyone has a Windows CE device today, do they? No. Um, and people told me as CEO, as we raised hundreds of millions of dollars for this division of Samsung, that it was too expensive and too big. Well, that seems like a hardware problem. We actually had a different problem than a hardware problem. We had a access problem through the software that was available, but most importantly, we had a connectivity problem because battery life didn't last very long and the network couldn't hold very much data. And so I remember telling people in 1999, someday you'll have a phone like this one, but much better, and you'll speak around the world in full duplex color for free. And they laughed at me just like Justice Scalia laughed at me with Web 1, and my mom laughed at me with Web 1 as well. And here we are today. Web 1 still exists, 99% of the companies don't exist. Web 2 still exists, 99% of the companies don't exist. But the 1% that understands the characteristics of this business and are aware of how things get oversold and overbought within the web are extremely successful and they're here to stay. And that's what I want you to look at when we look at Web 2.5 and Web 3.0. Look at the capabilities today and how they're applicable to the hardware, to the access, and most importantly, to the connectivity or the energy of that value of whatever the business product, brand, solution, or service you're connecting to Web 2.5 or Web 3.0. And if you do that, one of the things that I know about being consistent and persistent in understanding things is when you are consistent and persistent, you learn to love what you do. You learn to love your business, product, solution, service, brand, whatever it may. And I know you've heard, if you love what you do, and I know what you're thinking, you'll never work a day in your life. That's not the real value of loving what you do. When you know when you understand and have the awareness of how to make a lot of money, help a lot of people, and have a lot of fun, when you love what you do, it will tell you all its secrets. And that's where the margins of millionaires are made. 
by the people that are consistent and persistent in the pursuit of providing value to others and be able and capable of articulating that value within the context of hardware, software access, or connectivity and energy. I promise you, if you enjoy the consistent, persistent pursuit of your potential, you will make a lot of money, you can help a lot of people, and have a lot of fun. In other words, be happy, and I promise if you're happy, that'll make me happy. I appreciate everyone, thank you so much.